The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 76, Monday, July 9th, 2007. So episode 76? Yes. And as we promised, a review of the new Transformers movie. We are here looking for the Allspark, and we must find it before Megatron. Right. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Let's get Adam on the line. It's dialing. Hmm. See if he picks up. Hello? All right, we're going to do our review of the Transformers. Okay. So you saw it, I saw it. Greg, you just saw it. Yes. <laughs> Adam, what do you think? Uh, it was good. They just... The they, the Transformers, they could have made them look like the original. That could have been better. And they didn't get Megatron to do Megatron. They got Hugo Weaving. Well, he didn't even talk. <laughs> none like none of them talked. <laughs> they made this big fuss... Michael Bay made this big fuss that Frank Welker, no, no, we can't have Scooby-Doo doing the, the voice for Megatron. We have to have this 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 real legitimate actor, Hugo Weaving, who had like three lines and you couldn't even hear him with all the explosions. The thing is, all of the Transformers only said like two or three sentences. Except for Optimus Prime. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> uh it made no sense at all. The whole entire movie was like the guy Sam, played by Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Uh, it was him, that woman, and John Voight <laughs> trying to find some computer virus that uh, the Decepticons the were uploading into the military. Yeah. What's your, your overall... Uh, Opinion. Uh, I don't really have one generalized opinion. I guess my brief, if I were to like, you know, give like a brief byline for this movie, it it would basically be, it it was almost as if the script was like ripping, it was like pieces of it ripped off like various, uh, you know, sci-fi action movies. And then add on to that Michael Bay who put so much special effects and and what I can't stand that he does is because again he came from the music video school so he he has this thing where he moves the camera constantly like when you're in the middle of the action and the transformers are fighting and they're crashing through buildings why is the camera going in 600 different directions my head was spinning it's all John Woo's fault. Um, well, it, it seems like the movies recently, whenever there's a battle scene or a fight scene, it seems like the style nowadays is to shake the camera yeah. uncontrollably for <laughs> 10 minutes so that right. you can't see anything that's going on. Well, I would liken it to another Hugo Weaving movie, The Matrix. In the first Matrix... When they had that big, there was a fight there between the agents and Lawrence Fishburne's character, Morpheus, and and then the other guy, uh, uh, Neo, got in on it. But there was, the, you know, even in the in all the scenes and the fighting in there, they slowed it down to like super slow mo. But the camera stayed in place. 
when they got to the second Matrix, when they had that big fight in the rain between uh, Hugo Weaving and Keanu Reeves, that was another situation where the camera would not stay still. <laughs> and, and the director just kept moving it on 600 different angles. You can't follow this. I know. Ah, uh, That's just one of my my beefs. I'm going to be here for a while, so if you guys want to continue. Well, I, obviously you're not in jail, so that's good. <laughs> that's right. No, I just, I, I think, I don't know, after I saw the movie, I thought it was pretty good. And the more I thought about it afterwards, a few hours later, the next day, the day after that, the more I kept thinking about it, the more I realized it wasn't really that good. It kind of stunk. Because I kept thinking about things that annoyed me. Right. Like, as I said, the fact that the actual Transformers themselves only had a few sentences each. Yeah. The fact that their voices were terrible. First of all, they put so much bass in the voices... And they slowed down the voices. Even Optimus right. Prime was slowed down a little bit. Well, Don't forget that it took, in the original, it took them like two seconds to transform. And in this movie, it took like five minutes for them to just get completely <laughs> transformed into the robots. I know. Why was it? T- why did it? We had, we had to sit there for two minutes as each one transformed. No, although there were instances where they transformed in a flash of an eye. <laughs> So I don't understand that. Annoyed that. me, yeah. That there's annoyed like, me. There's like turbo transform, and then there's like regular. You know, I'll just sit on my butt all day and do nothing. Transform. <laughs> it's like <laughs> showing each screw turning and each uh, little flap and each headlight uh, rotating. Uh, and I'm like, two minutes later, I'm sitting there with my arms folded, looking at the screen. This guy's halfway <laughs> transformed, <laughs> and there's a hundred different sound effects like. Hammers hitting metal and and electric screwdriver sound effects. <laughs> the Japanese kids in the cosplay costumes transform faster than these guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. These guys transform. It was easier to transform like the original toy, you know, uh, Metroplex. Oh, yeah, than these things. <laughs> and another thing that annoyed me was the whole time, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm watching, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is pretty good, I'm, I'm enjoying it, it's entertaining. And you know, hearing Optimus Prime, like, okay, that was cool, the voice. Yeah. Are you Samuel James Witwicky, descendant of Archibald Witwicky? Yeah. My name is Optimus Prime. And then, by the end, when they got to Megatron... He wasn't even a character. Well, <laughs> he was just a rampaging beast. Well, I know, but I figured, okay, they've done a pretty good job so far. You know what? Maybe Hugo Weaving's voice will be fine. Maybe it'll sound like Megatron. Yeah. And Megatron spoke, and I don't know if you remember several episodes ago when we found out Hugo Weaving was doing the voice. Yeah. And you started doing that that silly... Yes. Imp- yeah, that very... Voice. Slow. If I were to talk this slow, Mr. Anderson, it would give me more than enough time to transform. That but is exactly... requires ten minutes for me to transform. That voice that you're doing, is that is what Megatron sounded like. Why? Why? 
humans have taken it. You fail me yet again, Starscream. Well, they oh, wait, put no on. effort into the Decepticon voices. It was just all the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but another one of my complaints with the movie is that with the old series, the original series, and the original movie, and whatever other series that came after that that I've never watched, like Beast Wars and mm. and Armada and whatever, all these series, they the they revolve around the robots. They right. revolve around the Transformers. They are actual characters with right. personalities with, and right. faces. And this movie, it was a movie about humans with a couple of robots thrown in at the end as an afterthought. <laughs> it had nothing to do... This movie had nothing at all to do with the Transformers. Right. This movie could have been called anything. And, and you know, it got <laughs> to the point... And again, I think that aspect of it was was really, from what I read, was really Michael Bay's decision. That he, you know, he, he just, he wanted it, that he wanted it to focus on the people... And not so much the Transformers and this and that. And and my my looking on it is, why did they bother calling this the Transformers? Why didn't they just put the different army guys in different uniforms and just call it G.I. Joe the movie? <laughs> I know. It would have made more sense. <laughs> I know. They're in the desert fighting and and then they're 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 in the city with the you know, the right. Trucks going back and forth, and the air force and missiles and blowing yeah. up buildings. Yeah, they could have just called it GI Joe. You know, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's just. <laughs> did you? And did you know that um, you probably couldn't tell from the voice, but Jazz was played by Eddie Winslow. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's Urkel. But no, yeah, yeah, that's Jaleel. Darius... They should have gotten Jaleel White. Oh, get out of here, Darius McCrary. Was quite a little My first lieutenant. Destination jazz. This looks like a cool thing, Kiki. Yeah, yeah. That's he cool. played jazz, who they killed. Yeah. They split him in half. <laughs> and of course, at the end, oh, we couldn't save him. Oh, jazz. Oh, doggone it. He <laughs> was a worthy soldier. Ah. Uh. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. What was I going to say? Ja oh, yeah. So, the whole entire time, Bumblebee does not speak. Can you talk? XM Satellite Radio. Visual Cable. Visual Cable. Visual Cable. So, you talk through the radio? I do. No. And we're told that his vocal circuits got damaged. His vocal processes were damaged in battle. I'm still working on them. Alright. Fine. So how come at the very end he can all of a sudden talk out of nowhere? I don't know. Permission <laughs> to speak, Optimus Prime. Permission granted. Yeah, and he had a completely pointless voice with no personality to it at all. Yeah, and like you know, there uh, when when Optimus Prime was introducing all the Autobots, like Ratchet, our our medic, and this guy and that guy, it's like our medical officer Ratchet. The boy's pheromone level suggests he wants to mate with the female. 
Ratchet did nothing. And then Ironhide. Why is this guy... He's, he's, his name is Ironhide. He's a weapons guy. He transforms into a pickup truck. Why is he not a southern accent? <laughs> I don't know. Why is he a British accent? Easy, Ironhide. Just kidding. I just wanted to show him my cannons. What is going on? In the original series, Peter Cullen also did his voice, too. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, God. I wish I wish that the uh, movie had focused way more on the robots. Those are the Transformers. Those are the main characters. Uh just, just, uh And not only uh, that, but the this whole thing with the cube, <laughs> the cube, and Megatron, like Megatron, was in search of this cube. Well, that that was kind of that was kind of the hard part to figure out. What. What was Megatron's purpose? They find him frozen. To find the cube. Yeah, but like he's a froze, he's frozen solid, he's a popsicle. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he's unfreezing and just destroying things. <laughs> What's the backstory? They show Cybertron for about ten seconds. Yeah. You, there's so much junk on the screen you can't even understand what's going on. <laughs> what is this? What, what kind of storyline? is there's this cube floating uh, around in outer space and it somehow lands on earth and megatron is is flying through space trying uh, to find the cube and he locates it on earth yeah. and he he goes he's flying into earth and oh, oh he messed up he crashed he crash landed mm. and and fell into the ice in the north pole and got frozen south pole South Pole, and then some old guy yeah. fell into a hole. He was exploring the South Pole. He fell into a hole and found this frozen robot, Megatron. Uh. And he accidentally stepped on Megatron's hand, which caused Megatron to shoot a laser out of his eye into the old man's glasses. His glasses fell, and it showed a close-up of the glasses, and what that laser beam had done was it had within the matter of about a half a second, had engraved a complex map right. of the exact location of the cube into the glasses. And and then they <laughs> built they built the Hoover Dam it, I'm, around I'm it. saying this, and it's not even making sense coming out of my own mouth. <laughs> Our planet was once a powerful empire. Peaceful and just. Until we were betrayed by Megatron, leader of the Decepticons. All who defied them were destroyed. Our war finally consumed the planet, and the Allspark was lost to the stars. Megatron followed it to Earth, where Captain Whitwicky found him. My grandfather. It was an accident that intertwined our fates. Megatron crash-landed before he could retrieve the cube. He accidentally activated his navigation system. The coordinates to the cube's location on Earth were imprinted on his glasses. And, and a, once again, a science fiction movie that revolves around glasses. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, but yeah, but they live was good. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> How'd you know about his glasses? eBay. Uh, <laughs> eBay. How do the Transformers know eBay? And then they learn their voices from the world wide web. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> what is that? How do you learn to talk like that? We've learned Earth's languages through the World Wide Web. The World <laughs> Wide Web. How'd you guys learn how to talk like that? <laughs> hey, that, well, do, do you, you know what this means then? The inventor of the Transformers by by them going through the World Wide Web is Al Gore. Yeah, well, yeah. Al Gore, I invented the Transformers. <laughs> More than meets the eye. <laughs> That's why they transform so slow to to equalize with his talking. <laughs> oh man! Do you want me to? I'm gonna go through. I was just talking about how they ripped off various aspects of other films. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just gonna go through what I jotted down here. It's amazing. Well, wait, real quick. When John Voight. Oh no found out that there was a virus being uploaded into the military's computer network. Mm -hmm. And then he found out about the cube, and he found out about the frozen Megatron underground. All right. You know what he said. Hey, hey, I warn you, I did not want to happen like this, people. I did not want it to happen like this. I warn you. Hey, hey. Somebody get my boat. Hey. He kept calling them. He didn't call them robots, he called them robots. And you didn't think the United States military might need to know that you're keeping a hostile alien robot frozen in the basement? Until these events, we had no credible threat to national security. Well, you got one now. <laughs> they call them robots. There's all these robots. Why didn't you tell us about the robot? That's my robot. <laughs> So what about your list? Well, basically, and it's funny because in the middle, in the beginning of the movie, uh, Anthony Anderson, who I can't stand, um, uh, decides to give when he comes screaming out of the house. Or no, no, it wasn't him. It was some fat white guy running around with a video camera at that one point in the movie, and he's screaming, "Oh, this is much better than Armageddon," which is another movie I cannot stand, and I think that's also a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's garbage. And and that's what this thing was like. This thing, it just seemed like too Armageddon, too Day After Tomorrow. Ah, just just too too like that. But anyway, throughout the movie, there were too many little jokes like that. Too many in jokes. It was making it too corny. Yeah, you know, humor is fine, but these jokes were just a little too stupid. I think. Mm. Well, one funny thing was uh, the guy that played Sam Wickie's father. Did he even have a name? Sparkplug? <laughs> no, he wasn't Sparkplug <laughs> no, in this movie. No, I know. Movie. But anyway, the funny thing is that guy who played the father of a kid who somehow gets involved with these living uh, robots, the funny thing is he also played the father in Small Soldiers. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is about a kid who got involved with toys fighting each other. Yeah, I liked that one. The Gorgons. Yeah, that was good. I mean, and the, the main character, you know, the, the Gorgonite, he sounded just like Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the and the bad guys look like G.I. Joes. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> Voiced by Tommy Lee Jones. So, so that's one way. How else? Okay, let's see. The Transformers show up as meteors. It rips off Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Megatron is frozen in the Earth. Hmm, what does that rip off? Maybe Alien versus Predator? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they find something frozen in the South Pole. All hells breaks loose. Yeah. Um, the the gimmick that has just been done a million times. The the fat dorky dweeb in the, in the grandmother's of the mother's basement who seems to know how to crack any computer there is, <laughs> right? Who which was played by Anthony Anderson, uh, <laughs> and in fact I had seen Die Hard four, Live Free or Die Hard last week, and Kevin Smith, you know the director, bad actor, Jay and Silent Bob guy, yeah, he played the same exact character, of course. Well, and that reminds me the whole thing with um, the whole thing with Megatron, right? When they were down in that underground place, looking at him frozen, yeah. And the guy from that uh, what was it called? The Secret Seven or something like that. Sector Seven. Sector Seven, yeah. He was saying something like, "All of our modern technology yes. is based on this guy, MBE yes. One." Yes, they called him. NBA one. Sir, I don't mean to correct you on everything you think you know, but I mean that's Megatron. He's the leader of the Decepticons. He's been in cryostasis since 1935. Fact is, you're looking at the source of the modern age. Microchip, lasers, space flight cars, all reverse engineered by studying him. NBE one. That's what we call it. We reverse engineered microprocessors and circuits and transistors and cars and everything. It's all because we studied him. What's the ripoff? I know where you're going. Come on. Independence Day! Independence Day! They show up, Area 51, they've already got the spaceship for 30 years, you know. Oh, Roswell, Roswell! You knew then! And you did nothing. The Allspark... He shoots it at a phone booth. The phone booth turns into a transformer. He shoots it at a car. The transformer kills the woman. Where did that happen before? Gremlins 2, the new batch. Rip off. No, but one of the premises of the movie was that the reason Megatron wanted to track down the cube, the AllSpark, whatever it is, was because he wanted to use its power to turn all of the machines on Earth into Transformers and take over the universe. So why Earth? Well, yeah, they came here looking for some sort of cube-looking thing. Anyway, Mr. MBE-1 here, a.k.a. Megatron, that's what they call him, It's pretty much the harbinger of death, wants to use the cube to transform human technology to take over the universe. Right. But he crash-landed on Earth many, many, many years ago, decades ago. Right. Or longer. They found him in the 19, what, 30s or something like that. So who knows how long he had been there. There were no machines. 
<laughs> there was only like steam locomotives. Yeah, there were boats. I mean, what was he going to do? Tur- turn a steam locomotive into a flying time machine? Who's done that before? Uh oh. <laughs> Marty! <laughs> it runs on steam! <laughs> oh, and there was also the, uh, uh, the, uh, been done a million times customer service call to India guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't answer yeah. the cell phone. Yeah, we've uh, even done that on our show. Yeah, we did it Episode for you ripping one. us off now. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty lame. You're ripping us off. <laughs> well, that crazy-looking, like, screaming Transformer, that little guy, I think that was supposed to be Frenzy. Yeah. That guy was like that ridiculous Crimzeke. Yeah. The Transformers cartoon just went around screaming, Crimzeke! <laughs> it's like throwing CDs at the people. Where is he getting them from? And I still have no idea. What was that whole thing with the, the Transformer bashing something on Mars? It had nothing to do with anything. No. Why would the Transformers be on Mars? They're not I, Martians. Considering this movie was over two hours, two hours and 20-something minutes, the lack of backstory was, was shocking. Yeah, the the writing was not that good. They gave Megatron and all the other Transformers such cheesy lines. I mean, they only gave them a few. Couldn't have they have made them good? Like, people would actually quote them or something? Now you wonder why they never announced who the voice actors were for any of the characters <laughs> other than, you know, Optimus Prime and Megatron. Because <laughs> they, they barely didn't need spoke. Them. Exactly. <laughs> They would have been better off with, with you know, one of those computer programs that you just type it in and it talks. Right, right. They had better voice actors in the Power Rangers than on this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, like I said, I did actually enjoy it as I was sitting there watching it, even though in my head I was making notations about what was annoying me, what was inaccurate, and everything. You know, it's I enjoyed it overall. And th- this movie hasn't even been out for a week, and it's already grossed over $155 million. Yeah. Just in the U.S. Well, I mean, you know... That's the crazy. Pir- That's insane. The Pirates of the Caribbean continues to bring in all this money, and yeah. frankly, I've tried to watch these things. I can't understand any of it. Last summer, what were the big, huge blockbusters? <laughs> Superman Returns and X Men oh. Three. Uh, well, X Men wasn't that bad, but oh, X Men Three was good. But then it's Superman Returns. That was it. Uh. This year, there's like a dozen huge movies. Right. This summer. You know, I, I really couldn't be that disappointed because I knew enough about the, the movie going in that I, I really wasn't going to be that happy with it. And I, like I said, I think my biggest problems were, like you said, the movie was not, it did not, you know, the stars were not the, the Transformers. And it, it, it was re- it actually got to, to a point where it was really, really lame. But, like, the dialogue they were giving 
Optimus Prime there at the end. Almost oh. as if to say, oh yeah, by the way, this is Optimus Prime. Remember this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's in this movie. We're just throwing, just give him some lines here and there. It's just, give me a and break. You know, just. The acting itself was fine. The action was fine. The visuals, for the most part, were fine. It's just the Transformers themselves, the robots, didn't have any personality. They did not develop the characters in any way at all. And these are supposed to be the stars, and they were nothing. Ridiculous. And they pull a guy off that does the same exact character in Small Soldiers, put him in this movie. (laughs) I mean, they had John Turturro playing the stupid part of the, the, the... the secret eight, yeah, but why not just get Dennis Leary to do the same thing he did in Small Soldiers? Why not? I know. Unfortunately, I know. Phil Hartman's dead. You couldn't bring him in on it. But yeah, you could get Jay Moore and David Cross, right, as the the hacker guys. Yeah, and, and you know the guy that was the old guy in the movie was the same guy from the Gremlins movies. Which old guy? The old guy that, that he drove the delivery, the toy delivery truck in Small oh, yeah, Soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have gotten him in the Transformers to do the whole <laughs> Gremlins angle. I know. Huh. Unbelievable. And, you know, the worst part is these dingbats that wrote this film, uh, uh, Orsi and uh, Kurtzman. Yeah. And the produ- one of the producers, the, the Bonaventura or whatever, you know, Ace Ventura, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. These guys are going to be doing this new Star Trek movie with J.J. Uh, Abrams. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you saw this, but before the Transformers movie, there were trailers, as usual. Mm-hmm. And one of the trailers, it was like it was done with a camcorder, trying to be realistic. It was these was guys... Was Blair Witch 4? No, but it kind of looked like that. It was it was these guys at this party, and hey, it's hey, we're hanging out, having a party, and... And whoever, they don't show the person holding the camcorder, just going around at the party, talking to people. And these explosions start happening. So they all run outside to the roof, and there's like chunks of buildings flying all over the place, and chunks of uh, pieces of the Statue of Liberty being thrown all over the place. And then it just, like, people are screaming, and then it just cuts to black, and it says, uh, coming in January 2008, a new movie by J.J. Abrams. What the heck is that? It's untitled. <laughs> Everybody's saying that's going to be a Godzilla ripoff. No, but I looked it up on IMDb and it says it said it's an untitled J.J. Abrams project. It's coming out January 2008, and there's speculation that it is going to be a Godzilla movie, oh, a Godzilla God. sequel. It might not be. That's just the speculation. I, I, I was actually getting worried you were going to say that that was the Incredible Hulk movie. <laughs> where uh, Edward Norton is the incredible Edward what? Norton. He's like five foot two. <laughs> oh. Is that really uh, is that yeah, really he, being made? Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's Stanley. Nah. Me. Yeah. But how come Stanley wasn't in Transformers? Well, he had nothing to do with the Transformers. <laughs> oh, that was a Marvel comic book. Yeah, but he didn't create the property that was Hasbro. Uh, they should have got him in there. They should have had him yeah. as the part of John Voight. That would have been interesting. What's going on <laughs> here, people? Superheroes don't act like that. That's, That's a robot! He has a big part in any of his movies. He only, like, 
charge for two seconds and then he's out. <laughs> because they won't allow him to act. They should have <laughs> seen his acting in Who Wants to Be a Superhero when he cried at the end. <laughs> that reminds me. I saw, I was watching The Tonight Show the other night and they were showing auditions for Who Wants to Be a Superhero season two. Yeah, it's coming up. And one of the guys from The Tonight Show got to talk to Stan Lee. Ah. <laughs> What's your name, superhero? <laughs> Jay Leno, you could be Super Chin Man. <laughs> Chin Man. <laughs> your power is from a Chinese phone book. Me, Stan Lee. Enough said, web slinger. Ah, oh, man, I'm just... Ugh. I'm glad that I, I, I did go to see uh, uh, Live Free or Die Hard the other day because I actually enjoyed that, even though it wasn't it wasn't that good. But yeah. um, it, it was a little too cliched. The uh, The special effects got a little bit out of control. Uh, you know, at the end where Bruce Willis is driving a, an 18-wheeler, uh, and somehow, even though he's driving an 18-wheeler, and he's he's tipped the entire 18-wheeler over on its side. He's getting <laughs> shot by missiles from a fighter plane. And somehow the, the truck blows up. The, the whole highway ramp and everything, all the highway blows up. There's concrete flying. The plane blows up. He's standing on the plane. He's actually surfing on the wing of the plane. <laughs> everything crashes. And somehow he gets away unscathed. Is there a point in the movie where he falls or gets out of the car or something like that. And he says, I'm getting too old for this. Uh, <laughs> no, but he did his, you know, the typical where he, he climbs out of the car after he jumped out of a car going 70 miles an hour in a tunnel. He actually jumped out of the car. The car hit the toll booth, flew up in the air and blew up the helicopter that was shooting at him. <laughs> Brilliant. And of course he's sitting there laughing. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but it's... Did he look too old for the part, or, or did he look okay still? Nah, he, yeah, no, nah, he he's, he looked he still looked okay for it. Um, I prefer the uh, the previous films, obviously, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. Still pretty good, but this, this thing here was, ugh, in terms of, regardless of whether it was a good movie or a bad movie, it was so bad in terms of Transformers... That I honestly believe that they probably won't even make a sequel. Oh, well, they're going. It's already made back more than its production budget. That doesn't matter. It's made. Uh, no, come on. And, you know, this Michael Bay made this big stink that Bumblebee cannot be a, a Volkswagen because they'll think it's Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> well, maybe that was because you ripped off Herbie the Love Bug in the script. When you had the fact that the stupid car did not talk yeah. and did all these things, and, and no, that was not what Bumblebee did. Yeah, it would drive up to the person, open yeah. the door, change the radio station. Like, yeah, stalk the guy. That, that's Herbie the Love Bug. I know. The only difference was, you know, there was no, uh, uh, what's his name? Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Who's there, was, there was also no urinating. Yes, there was. And Herbie the Love Bug? Oh no, that's true. But Herbie did Herbie did come in part and 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 uh continued the race on the in two pieces. 
which was very, very interesting considering <laughs> the engine was in the back and there's nothing in the front of the front piece and yet it was still going. <laughs> Wait, so eBay, General Motors, all these things, the stupid uh, Are You the Tooth Fairy and, and the, the Indian customer service guy. And then to, to top it all off, you had the Transformers peeing. Transformers don't need to pee. Stop lubricating on him. Ugh. Please. You have the. T I couldn't. Be I just could not believe what I was seeing. The Transformers were hiding. They were playing hide and seek. They were not fighting Decepticons. They were playing hide and seek in the backyard. Which was what? Which was something that they did in in like in the original cartoon series in a couple of really horrendous episodes that the fans like you know lampoon <laughs> at this point. You know, there was like episodes where the Transformers were on the beach playing volleyball. <laughs> what are you doing? It was as if the why writers... are they sunbathing? Please, I'm telling you. They, like, if you go on YouTube and you type in Transformers um, CGI or Transformers G1 CGI or, you know, there's all these videos made by artists and made by fans mm. of computer graphics of the original looking Transformers right. in realistic settings transforming and walking around. Like, there's one of a Volkswagen Beetle, there's one of Optimus Prime right. and... And they look good. Yeah, they look terrific. You know, especially for some guy sitting in his room doing it by himself. They look really good. Right. Why couldn't they? And, and, you know, I saw a video on YouTube of Optimus Prime transforming. He looks realistic. He looks like the old version, the original version. Right. And he transforms in about three seconds. <laughs> They did use a line from the original Transformers, the movie. Yeah. Towards what? the end. The more than meets the eye or whatever. Well, there was that, which again, a corny little joke they threw in there. Um, but at the, near the end of the movie, when Optimus Prime was battling with Megatron in the middle of the city, yeah. Optimus Prime said, um, said something like, When this day is over... One shall stand and one shall fall. And in the original movie, when Optimus Prime was fighting Megatron, he said, One shall stand and one shall fall. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Prime! One shall stand, one shall fall. Why throw away your life so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. No! I'll crush you with my bare hands! Or, in, in that case, both fell. But, well, yeah. well, he also said, It's now between me, you and me, Megatron. And then Megatron's response was, No, it's just me. <laughs> what? 
What? <laughs> That's a big, what sense does that make? How long do you think it took them to come up with that line? <laughs> However long it took the, 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 you know, the screenwriter to, to go to the bathroom, because I think that's where he wrote this script. <laughs> On the toilet. Transformers, the 